Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media. And of course, you can find the Battery Power podcast with all new episodes from the Daily Hammer, Road to Atlanta, and Battery Power podcast free on all podcast platforms. Make sure you hit that subscribe button below to get the latest content from us when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. When it comes to the Braves... Here's the latest from Atlanta, and the latest certainly is not where we wanted it to be after the weekend and obviously Monday. Coming into this weekend, you know, with San Diego coming to town to Atlanta to finish up the road trip, and then the Braves going on the road to Milwaukee, Atlanta had to feel pretty good, right? Against San Diego, they were going to have Max Breed, Charlie Morton, and Kyle Wright on the mound. Going into this past Friday night, they had won four out of their last six. The offense was starting to show to starting to show signs of coming to life, and the Braves were starting to play baseball to the level that many felt that they were capable of playing. Well, unfortunately, the Braves have responded to that by now being three and four since Friday, and that included, unfortunately, Monday night, a game that the Braves will probably soon like to forget, a one nothing loss to the Milwaukee Brewers, and it was a historic night for the Braves for all the wrong reasons. The, the Braves became only the 14th team, last night was only the 14th time since 1901 that a Major League Baseball team struck out more than 15 times in less than 30 overall plate appearances while being shut out. And the fact is, is that the Braves, despite, despite that historic level of struggling at the plate, they still honestly had a chance to win the game. They lost the game due to a wild pitch and also unfortunately lost it because they ran into bad luck on a Travis Darno liner that could have got them a run in the first inning. But you can't, you can't rely on just those happenings. You can't rely on those, you know, occurrences losing you the game. You've got to be able to do more than nothing for much of the game. And that's unfortunately what the Braves ran into. An outstanding pitching performance from Freddie Peralta, Josh Hader. You know, the Braves couldn't touch him in the ninth. And the result was a loss. A one to nothing loss for Atlanta where literally they did nothing after the first inning of last night's game. And I, I try to stay positive about the Braves. And I understand that they were facing a very good 
combination of pitchers for the Brewers, but the capability of this offense, especially with how they've performed recently, would make you think that the Braves would be able to take advantage of a game like last night. But they were not able to, and they wound up taking their third loss in four nights, now 16-20 and on the season. And the even even more unfortunate truth about all this, despite how bad, historically bad, the Braves' offense was last night, is that now Atlanta, in three straight games from Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, as well as Ian Anderson. You've had three straight games in which the Braves' starting pitching has gone six or more innings while allowing one one earned run in each game. This arguably is the best three-game stretch of starting pitching the Braves have been able to benefit from over uh, this entire season. This is the best three-game stretch the Braves have had from their starting pitching this entire season. And if the Braves did not have a needed come-from-behind effort, if they did not have that four-run inning on Saturday, the Braves could easily be 0-3 over those stretch of games. The late-inning lack of offense, the up-and-down, all-or-nothing approach of the offense at times, it definitely is something that does not allow for the Braves to find consistency when it comes to their offense. And again, I know bad luck has a part in doing it. But when you can't get the consistency from your lineup and your best bats have been as bad as they've been over the past several weeks, though Matt Olson certainly has done well, he really hasn't fallen off that much, but Marcelo Zuna, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley has certainly struggled over the past few weeks. You're missing Ronald Acuna Jr., who by all means definitely could have been the difference maker in a game like last night. Yeah, there's some there's there's a lack of luck there. There's some bad luck when it comes to the Atlanta offense right now, but there also is just simply a lack of execution. And right now the Braves bats are not living up to their potential, and you're unfortunately starting to see missed opportunities. Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman talked about it perfectly on the Battery Power podcast from Sunday night. Missed opportunities. And last night was yet another one of them. So obviously, if, if you're the Braves, you come back, you win tomorrow, and then you win Wednesday, like I had mentioned on Friday's episode of the Battery Power po- or of the Daily Hammer, if you win the next two games, all's forgotten. You've gone 3-3, three and three versus the Padres and the Brewers, and you're fine. But if the Braves only get one of the next two games, and they go two and four over this stretch, or worse, they're going to look back on this, and they're going to, I would say that they're going to be pretty frustrated with how many missed opportunities that they had. Again, you got to you know tip your hat to the Brewers. There's a reason why, in my opinion, they're one of the top five organizations when it comes to overall pitching talent in the majors right now. But with the talent that the Braves have on offense, you can't let many stretches of the season go where you're getting this good of a performance from your starting pitching. And yet you still cannot take advantage of it. The hopeful return of Ronald Acuna Jr. perhaps as early as tomorrow is certainly a step in the right direction. But it's getting close to time for this Braves team, for this Braves team and franchise to have the season that they know that they're capable of then the Braves' offense is going to have to find the consistency 
that it has struggled with all season, they're going to have to find that consistency for the season that this team is capable of to become a reality. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, the less than ideal news for the Braves did not just limit itself to the baseball field on Monday night against Milwaukee as the Braves received some less-than-ideal news when it came to lefty reliever Tyler Matzik. On Monday, early on Monday, Tyler Matzik revealed that he had experienced some soreness in his left shoulder, and as a result, the Braves, after consultation with Matzik, they decided to go ahead and put him on the injured list with left shoulder inflammation. Now, obviously, Tyler Matzik has certainly not gotten off to the start in 2022 that many of us had hoped he would, coming off what was a legendary performance during the 2021 postseason. For much of the 2020 and 2021 regular seasons and the 20 and 2021 post-2020 and 2021 postseasons, Tyler Matzik has been one of the best relievers in baseball, lights out even, at times. And coming into 2022, the Braves certainly hoped that it would be more of the same. And while the hope is, is that perhaps a few weeks off will allow for Madsick to regain his health and also his form as his velocity and his control have certainly been less than top-notch so far this season, it does appear that the Braves are treating this seriously. Madsick will be returning to Atlanta for further evaluation as it appears that he may have changed the mechanics that he used to pitch due, pitch due to having a sore back in spring training. For whatever reason, may have contributed to Matzik's less-than-ideal start to the season and now the shoulder injury that he's dealing with. The Braves certainly have to hope that this will just be a blip on the radar and perhaps a few weeks of rest will allow for him to be back and be a part of what the Braves were certainly hoping coming into the season would once again be a clear strength of this team, and that was their bullpen. And this goes back to a narrative that I talked about coming into the season. You know, a narrative that probably wasn't up there as the most important to watch, but I felt was relevant. Coming off a 2021 postseason, the night shift, as special as they were and as necessary as they were, again, I feel the biggest reason why the Braves won the 2021 World Series was because of how dominant their bullpen was and how consistently dominant they were, especially throughout the NLCS as well as the World Series. Obviously, at the end of the day, you wouldn't have changed a thing with the result being what it was with the World Series, but... Coming off a season in which many of the Braves' bullpen members were used more than they ever had been before in their careers, and going through this past offseason in which it was not normal, you had the lockout, a shortened spring training, you had to wonder what the health of many of these relievers would look like 
coming into 2022. And unfortunately, we've seen some less than ideal results. Luke Jackson being lost for the season due to Tommy John surgery. Will Smith has started to run into a bit of a rough stretch himself. A.J. Minter has been very good so far in 2022. But now Tyler Madsik also obviously running in to, you know, being less, you know, effective than he has been in the past and also now his injury as well. I'm not saying that how much they were used last year is the biggest reason contributing to the night shift being impacted by injuries so far this year, but you certainly have to wonder how, what type of role it's playing in these injuries and these pitchers being less than effective, and you also have to wonder how much the Braves were prepared for this potentially happening with how much they invested in relief options coming into this year. Kirby Yates potentially being available later in the year, Colin McHugh as well as Kenley Jansen. Even without Luke Jackson, and now without Tyler Matzik, this Braves bullpen still is plenty talented. But for the bullpen to be at the level that it needs to be, for the Braves to have a chance to repeat in 2022, Tyler Matzik needs to be a big part of that bullpen unit. And so you certainly hope that his health will return to form as well as his effectiveness as a reliever will return to form in no time. The other thing, though, that stands out is that Tuesday hopefully will bring with it a bit of encouraging news on the injury front as outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr., after it being revealed over the weekend that his MRI did not reveal anything of significant damage after now nearly a week of being off from last week when he tweaked something in his leg, groin while running the bases, it seems as if he should be able to return to the lineup as early as tonight against Milwaukee. And obviously last night gives you the best example that you can see of how much Ronald Acuna Jr. is missed. Four at-bats from Ronald Acuna Jr. last night could have made all the difference in the world in a one nothing game. But of course, you know, you can't change what happened in the past. And the Braves have every reason to be cautious with Ronald Acuna Jr. as he continues to, to return to full form from his ACL injury last year. So the, the news about Tyler Madsick is certainly not ideal. If there is a bit of encouraging news, it is the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. will be returning to the lineup hopefully as soon as tonight in Milwaukee. The other big narrative to watch tonight, of course, is the fact that with Tyler Madsick going on the injured list, that resulted in Tucker Davidson being called up for tonight's start against Milwaukee. And this leads to a pretty interesting storyline. Last night, after Ian Anderson threw six innings, Brian Snicker decided to go with Spencer Strider for two innings, and, and that completed the night for the Braves pitching staff when they, with Anderson going six innings, Strider going two innings. Strider has been absolutely phenomenal in relief over the past month. He certainly has stepped up and stood out as a relief option for the Braves. But with the revolving door that Atlanta has had in their fifth spot in the rotation, with the struggles of Waskar Yanoa, Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller, no one has really been able to step up and solidify that fifth spot in the rotation for the Braves. The hope was, was that perhaps Spencer Strider would eventually get a look at the fifth starter spot. And Brian Snicker went as far as saying that that was the plan going into Tuesday before the injury to Tyler Matzik occurred. Well, now with Matzik perhaps being out of the equation for, at the very least, a few weeks, it seems as if the Braves are going to go with the preference of keeping Strider in a bullpen row, and he may even see 
his usage increase in high leverage situations. Perhaps he becomes one of the more valued arms in the Braves bullpen with the struggle of others and how effective he has been. That, that'll be a story that takes care of itself in time. But at least for right now, it seems like we're still going to have to wait for Spencer Strider to get his shot in the rotation. Though he's been very, very good out of the bullpen, obviously he has more theoretical value as a starter. But for right now, it seems the Braves prefer him in the bullpen rather than the rotation. And for that reason, Tucker Davidson is going to get his opportunity to start tomorrow. And you would have to feel as if it's every opportunity for Tucker Davidson with a strong start to perhaps get another start the next time the fifth spot in the rotation becomes available. If Tucker wrote, if, if Tucker Davidson were to do well tonight against Milwaukee, perhaps him, he earns himself another start. Perhaps the Braves eventually decide that they want to give Strider the, an option to be the, fifth, to be the fifth starter in the rotation. That remains to be seen, but the point is, is that that fifth spot in the rotation for the Braves is certainly more than open to someone who wants to take advantage of showing out in that spot. Again, Yanoa, Elder, Muller, a lot of different options that made sense have struggled in that spot. Tucker Davidson now gets another shot to claim it for his own. And as well as we've seen, Max Reed, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, as well as we've seen those four pitchers pitch for much of the past two weeks, if the Braves can fi find a reliable option to fill that fifth spot in the rotation, this can easily become one of the better starting rotations in the National League. And then you at least have one aspect of this Braves team that's performing to the level that it can to be among the better teams in the National League. This could certainly be an opportunity for Tucker Davidson to take over that fifth spot, complete this rotation, and then this rotation could take off with how well the other four pitchers are pitching right now. And the Braves need it. They absolutely do. So an opportunity for Tucker Davidson to potentially earn himself more looks in the rotation moving forward if he can give a strong start tonight against Milwaukee. Now, there will be plenty of options to support him. Tyler Thornburg, Darren O'Day, um, Jesse Chavez, again, not the top guys in the Braves bullpen, potentially. You've also got, you know, Will Smith and Kenley Jansen, who had a day off on Monday. So the Braves will have plenty of bullpen options to support Davidson if the bullpen needs to go four, perhaps five innings. But if Tucker Davidson could put together, you know, a solid start, maybe five innings, going through the Brewers lineup at least two times, putting the Braves in a position to win, that'll be a big step forward. And the Braves need a win tomorrow night before they have to face Corbin Burns, even with Max Fried on the mound on Wednesday. A huge opportunity, a huge win is needed tonight for the Braves. And if Tucker Davidson can support that with a strong outing, he may earn himself more looks from that fifth spot moving forward. So despite the less than ideal Monday, both on and off the field, a win on Tuesday certainly could minimize the lingering effect for Monday with Ronald Acuna Jr. hopefully back in the lineup and the Braves hoping that they can get a strong start out of Tucker Davidson to get a win in Milwaukee. Of course, we'll have the latest for you here on the Daily Hammer, but for the latest covering all things Braves, check out the Daily Hammer, the Road to Atlanta podcast, the Battery Power podcast, all a part of Battery Power's podcast lineup over at BatteryPower.com. 
as well as that Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts for all the latest content from the Battery Power Podcast Network. Until next time, go Braves! Hopefully we'll have more enjoyable news to talk about on tomorrow's edition of the Daily Hammer. Until then, have a great day. Go Braves! And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.